This week's episode of the Draft Zone podcast is brought to you by U92 The Moose. U92 The Moose has tons of content you love. Whether you're listening on the radio, a podcast platform, or U92TheMoose.com. We've got podcasts ranging from Throwing Hands to The Double Take and many more. And on this podcast, The Draft Zone, I had Christian Allison and Mark Schoenster on for episode 9. We talked about all things Marvel, like what our favorite mini-franchise is, our most forgettable villain, overrated and underrated characters, whether Marvel is the best franchise ever, and much more. Then we drafted a fantasy football team from the characters of Marvel. This one was a lot of fun, and I think you'll enjoy it. Anyways, remember to subscribe slash follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Episode 9 of the Draft Zone, coming up next. Hope you enjoy. All right, this is episode nine of the Draft Zone. I'm Connor Taylor. Alongside me today is Christian Allison and Mark Schoenster. Today we're drafting a fantasy football Marvel team, Marvel squads. And how are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. How about you guys? I'm doing pretty good. Just chilling on Zoom University. Well, I guess school's over now, but, you know, just trying to stay home as much as possible and everything like that. I know, and it was, was it like last... Tuesday or Wednesday, the university announced their their plans for us going back, and it's definitely going to be different. I was it makes sense that we're going to be tested, but I'm kind of scared. Those tests don't seem painless, <laughs> so I'm a little terrified to be honest with something going up my nose. Doesn't even yeah, that'll like be it. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It doesn't even go into your nose. It looks like it's in your nasal cavity. I know it, it looks like it goes way up there. So. Hopefully, I don't. I, I didn't read too into it, so maybe they'll have like a painless version. I could be speaking the wrong facts right now, but well, I, I wouldn't hope for it too much. Yeah, it looks like to be the only test they have. <laughs> yeah, so I was a little bit scared from that. But anyways, we can. Marvel's a pretty long franchise, so we'll we'll jump right in basically. And one of the things is Marvel is a huge franchise, but it has smaller you could maybe call them like mini franchises and to me the best mini franchise my favorite is guardians of the galaxy guardians of the galaxy i'm a huge chris pratt fan so it just elevates it. it's one of the newer ones but the soundtrack's really good it's actually to me a little bit darker than a lot of the other movies to me a little bit it seems lighter but when i rewatched them i was like man these are actually at some darker moments than I was expecting. And obviously, it's one of the funnier ones. It's got uh, Drax, which is hilarious. And overall, I like the, the storylines in the, the first two ones so far. But what are your favorite mini-franchises? Well, I can go first. Uh, one of the two I had down was Guardians of the Galaxy. I kind of assume that at least one of you would have that because I, I think it's a pretty great series, even though it's only got two episodes th- thus far. Uh, but... The other franchise, uh, or at least mini franchise in the series that I think is great is Captain America. I think all three of the Captain America movies really bring something different. And I think each of them has done really well at shaking up the expectations of its respective phase. The first one was pretty cool because it, it took you back in time. And so the circumstances were different in that movie than all the other ones for phase one. I thought Winter Soldier was a really intense movie, and I thought it was, was pretty great. And then Civil War 
is another one of the best Marvel movies, in my opinion. And I thought it was really entertaining. And I just think that I sometimes forget that all three of those movies are labeled under Captain America, but all three of them I thought were pretty great and some of my favorites. I I actually used to hate on the first adventure, but when I so I decided to rewatch them like a nerd and do it over these past two weeks. And it was it was definitely a haul to do. But the first adventure surprisingly jumped up my list of likability. I was like, I don't remember this movie being so good because i remember when like people would say like i like captain america movies the most it's like i don't remember liking the first avenger so i i totally agree with you that they're all very good they they continuously get better so what about you christian i feel like i'm on the total opposite end of the spectrum while i don't just a disclaimer i don't hate any mcu movie like honestly if we were like ranking all of them i couldn't give any of them like an f uh, but I'd have to say my favorite like trilogy or little mini franchise are the uh, Iron Man movies. I feel like they're really, really well done and directed. Like I love John Favreau. Um, he also plays Happy in the Iron Man movies, and I know he's in uh, like uh, Spider Man Far From Home and stuff. Um, but I feel like all the Iron Man movies are like cornerstones of the MCU. So like the first Iron Man movie like kicks off the whole MCU. I don't know. The second one's iffy. But the third one also is like a cornerstone because it's like the direct follow-up to um, the first Avengers movie. So I feel like all of the Iron Man movies, although they kind of take place towards the beginning of the MCU timeline, have a really big impact on not only Tony's character, but just the MCU in general um, and introduces to a lot of characters and uh, plot lines that really progress the franchise. And that's not to say that the ones you guys like are bad. I just think that the Iron Man movies are possibly more important, I'd say. And that's kind of why I like them. Yeah, Tony Stark is definitely integral to all of the these past 10 years of the, the Marvel story. And somehow Robert Downey Jr. like finds his way into basically every Marvel movie now. And like on <laughs> even if it's not like his movie, he finds his way like to on like the front of the like the poster. And I get it, like he's a big draw, but it's really funny. Like to me as like publicist has to be amazing because he'll be like, even, I know it was Civil War, but it was Captain America's movie, but it also felt like Iron Man's movie. And then the Spider-Man movies now, like there's heavy influence from Robert Downey Jr. in those as well. I think Robert Downey Jr. was like top build in the first uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And he was in the movie for all of maybe five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, uh, when we had a uh, a different war machine and the first Iron Man, I forget the actor's name off the top of my head, but now since we have Don Cheadle, I'm pretty sure it was because Robert Downey Jr. like wanted more money, so we took it away from that actor and then we replaced him. They replaced him with uh, wow. Don Cheadle. But, the first guy was um, Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, Robert Downey Jr. does a lot better in marvel movies compared to i I believe it was doolittle i didn't see it but i'm just gonna judge it (laughs) from the surface and assume it was bad so i would say there's a ton of fan favorites in marvel movies people have their opinions and i remember going into speaking of like captain america and civil war like picking a side and i i personally picked iron man's side in the uh the debate but some so people have overrated and underrated characters, but I think my most overrated character has to be Captain Marvel. 
she's just i know a lot of fans some fans don't like her some fans love her but to me she she's not for me and i think the biggest thing was how she was one of my friends pointed out how she was used as more of a plot device instead of a character in uh in game and that's my biggest thing and i haven't seen brie larson in a lot of things but she doesn't come off very likable to me and her humor in the movies just it doesn't it doesn't like hit me very well so that would be my overrated character i'll get to my overrated in a second but i do think that my opinion of captain marvel is a little skewed because I went into the movie with pretty low expectations given what the previews showed of Brie Larson's character. I thought, I honestly was pleasantly surprised by the movie. I thought it was good, but I do think that she was more just kind of used as a, as a quote unquote end game to end game as far as, you know, tying up loose ends because she kind of just got shoehorned in at the end. She had no involvement. She was off in another galaxy and then just kind of (laughs) came in at the very end to, to really save the day. And so, yeah, that was a little, uh, a little funky, but I'm going to go in a very different route. And I'm going to say that Tony Stark is my most overrated character. Oh, wow. Ooh. Um, everyone, everyone allots Tony Stark for being the best character in Marvel and being great and being, look at all this development he did, but I thought the best development Tony Stark got was in his very first movie in Iron Man. I thought that he was his most interesting in that original movie. And I felt that he grasped some of it in the third Iron Man with his sort of, his sort of PTSD of going into space and blowing up the ship after the Avengers. But after that, I I kind of, my interest in Tony Stark kind of dwindled throughout the movies. I thought he got less dimensional as the series went on, but I know a lot of people disagree with me there, but regardless of if I think he's a good character or not, I think he gets a lot of praise and I think other characters in the in the series deserve more love that Robert Downey Jr. is getting all of. He does get a lot of credit. And I will say I probably like him in the original Iron Man movie the most. Out of out of the Iron Man franchise, I like him the most in that one. What about you, Christian? I know that you you picked it as your favorite mini franchise, so you have to be a little bit offended in a way. Yeah, I, I am offended. Uh even though it's my favorite mini franchise, it's actually not my, none of them are my favorite MCU movies. Um, but I know we're not onto that part yet. But yeah, Mark, uh, your opinion there, it made me a little upset. But I think my most overrated character is um, Black Panther. Who? I thought uh, just the movie in general, like when it came out, like it was, it was pretty good. And the cultural impact, I feel like made it even better. Um, but just the character in general seems kind of one dimensional to me. Um, I agree. I don't, I don't really like understand his motivations besides like um, in Civil War, like his father passing away. Obviously, that was like uh, like an emotional turning point for the character. But besides that, like I don't really even see why like see why he's doing what he's doing other than like he just becomes king because he has to type thing. And I feel like he never really does anything to deserve it. Like. The, before the Black Panther movie, all we see him do is like stop one guy from like shooting himself at the end of Civil War, and then besides that, that's about all he does for me. So I think my most overrated character is Black Panther. I I can definitely see that his franchise, and it's only one movie, and he hasn't done too much to be honest with you. Is very hyped up, and I, I understand why because it is a big cultural impact. Uh, 
it's another movie which I really enjoy the soundtrack in it. Uh, some of the scores yeah. that came out oh, yeah. from that movie were were enjoyable. Best, best one, best soundtrack, I think. Yeah, totally. And it's a is it a, is it original to that movie? Yeah, like Kendrick Lamar like wrote it and everything. Yeah, and it's actually like some music that you can like listen to just driving or even working out. So you got to give it that. But Black Panther, the character, I I can see the argument of him being definitely overrated. But some underrated characters. Now, this person might not be underrated, and he really doesn't show up in much. But I just want to give him a shout out because anytime he's on screen, I love this character. His name is Korg, uh, <laughs> and he is hilarious to me he he thor ragnarok to me the first two thor movies might be some of the worst marvel movies overall but then (laughs) but then we get thor ragnarok which i didn't see thor ragnarok in theaters because i was like i get people are saying that this is a good thor movie but i was like a good thor movie doesn't mean a good marvel movie to me because to me it was on a different tier but then thor ragnarok is probably actually one of my favorite marvel movies and korg makes me laugh every time I see him on screen. So he's an underrated character for me. Even if people don't hate on him, he's always going to be underrated to me. You know, that's actually the director's voice who's doing yeah. the voice acting for Korg. It's Taika Waititi. Yeah. So he's pretty you? funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> My underrated, it, it doesn't really have to do as much with the character itself, but I kind of just wanted to shout out this movie. I think that Spider-Man Homecoming is one of the most underrated movies in the entire mcu series i thought it was a great movie and although spider-man himself gets a lot of hype tom holland's a pretty hyped up person uh, in the mcu but i just thought homecoming in general was uh was just a great well put together movie and i thought it was great how you went from all these movies with these such high stakes around that time you had at that time the second avengers movie came out and we're worrying about cities destroying the world and stuff. And then we went to the simple Spider-Man movie where he was just trying to stop an arms dealer. And I just thought it was a breath of fresh air. But if we want to go with just the like actual character, I'll say, I don't know, Taserface. I think he, he's underrated. <laughs> I guess you, you got to have Taserface to have the laugh of Taserface with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say not necessarily. It is for the character, but it's more the actor. I think the Hulk is the most underrated character in the whole MCU. I feel like Mark Ruffalo, every time he's on screen, he's a really captivating actor. Uh, The dude gives a stellar performance every time, but yet, I mean, I know these MCU movies aren't getting like Oscar nominated or anything like that, but I feel like he gives a really good performance and he actually shows like really good emotion, which you wouldn't really think with like the Hulk being like an emotional character. He kind of just like is known for beating dudes up. But I feel like when he's Bruce Banner, like he really gives the emotional impact of that character and Mark Ruffalo just like kills it every time. Yeah. I don't want to talk about my favorite movie or anything, but I definitely love like the character development that they tried to give Hulk and like Thor Ragnarok and everything like that to make it more than just like a one dimensional, like I want to smash things, you know, type mm-hmm. type character. So they actually try to give him some background and some story development, which I really like. And, uh, of course, we've all seen The Incredible Hulk, which was a disaster of a movie. Yeah, let's... So much so that they had to actually change the actor from Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo, so... Yeah, we, we should talk about The Hulk because I rewatched some, the movies this week and the only one I left out, I was, I was texting you, Christian, earlier and I was like, I did leave out The Incredible Hulk. I was like, I couldn't 
I'm not going to. It's not worth my time. Technically, is it technically part of it or no? It is in the MCU, but it was made by Universal Studios. So it's canon in the MCU, but it wasn't made by Marvel Studios. The events of The Incredible Hulk did technically happen. Like everybody knows they happened, but it wasn't made by like Kevin Feige or any of like the head execs at Marvel. Yeah, so it's just not a good movie to me. I remember going to see it and even being younger at the time being like, I'm not really enjoying this out of a, a superhero movie. But I think definitely Hulk's grown on me as it's gone along. And I like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. And Professor Hulk was actually, I know some people didn't like him, but I like Professor Hulk. To me, that was my favorite Hulk so far we've seen. But the biggest issue with Marvel is probably the villains. I don't know if you want to call it an issue or a semi-problem, but that was definitely something everyone always talks about. It was a build-up to Thanos, and obviously it, it paid off pretty well. People love Thanos and Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, but I would say there is a villain problem inside Marvel. So we can talk about some of the most forgettable villains overall. And to me, the most forgettable villain would be like any of like the like five, six, seven, eight, or nine villains in Iron Man 3. There's like probably only two or three. I'm exaggerating. But like the fake Mandarin, the other dude, the villain for Iron Man 3, it just didn't do it for me. I wanted the Mandarin to be the real dude, and then he turned out just to be an actor. So for me, that would probably be one of the worst villains. Apparently they're retconning that. Uh, they're coming out with a uh, Shang-Chi movie like in the next couple years that's going to have the real Mandarin in it. So I'm like, I don't know how they're going to retcon that where they've already had a fake Mandarin like, and they're just going to be like, oh, that that was the fake one. This is the real one. <laughs> you know, I it's ironic because I did really enjoy the actual fake Mandarin, like the actor. <laughs> I thought he was one of the best parts of that movie. I thought he was really funny. Uh, but yeah, definitely not a great villain. Um that was an interesting one. It was funny because I, I kind of wanted to pick one that I actually remembered because there are a couple movies that I looked at and I was like, I cannot remember for the life <laughs> the bad guy was in this movie. Uh, but I'm going to go with Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man. I thought he was pretty, pretty one-dimensional and boring. Like, yeah. I, you, you kind of knew his motives the entire time. And he, he was just a, he was a guy also with the suit but was bad. And that was pretty much his entire, his entire character. And it was pretty boring. But I thought Ant-Man was a pretty entertaining movie. And I thought it was clever at times. But Yellow Jacket was definitely lacking. Yeah, I would agree with that totally. I think there are some times where it is just another dude with a suit that turns out to be a villain, which is a problem they've had. But for you, Christian, who'd be a forgettable villain? Um, I'd say the movie in general is forgetful, even though it's in my top uh, little trilogy thing. I'm going to go with the Whiplash from Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, the character is gen- genuinely forgettable. Like, I had to look up a couple days ago, like, a list of MCU villains um, because I hadn't seen Iron Man 2 in, like, a while, and I genuinely couldn't really remember much about it, nor could I remember who the villain was. So yeah, I'm gonna have to say Whiplash. Uh, he's kind of one-dimensional. He literally wants to kill Tony Stark for no reason other than wanting to kill him. He's like, I want to kill Tony Stark because I want to kill him. And I guess there's like some unexplained backstory with like their fathers or something like that. 
And also they play on the ploy of like a Russian dude wanting to like kill an American dude. And then an American dude wanting to kill a Russian dude. I'm like, this has been done in Rocky like multiple times. Uh, This isn't really working for me. This is just seems kind of like a cop out, like America versus like communist character type thing. I don't know. It just seemed really cheesy to me. And the character was one dimensional and it didn't really work. And I felt like that was kind of why Iron Man 2 kind of fell flat for me. But yeah, I'd have to say he's probably one of the most forgetful. And also he has like no impact on the MCU. Like if you're talking about villains, at least like Thanos or like Loki or somebody like that shows up in future movies, but he's literally an Iron Man too. And then you never hear another peep about him in any other movie. And I know, I know we kind of, I guess, I don't think we crapped on Marvel movies right there, but we, we talked about a little bit of the bad parts. I think we could go a little bit longer on forgettable villains because it is an issue in Marvel films, but Marvel films probably is the best franchise of our generation. I would say movie franchise easily. I don't think it's a debate really, but what are your thoughts on the overall just Marvel franchise and how it started out? I know Disney slowly, you know, have has gotten more rights to the Marvel films and, I'm super pleased with that. Obviously, Disney owns a lot now, which is scary to some people, but bringing all these Marvel properties under one house under Kevin Feige is an incredible um, adventure. I think we're still going to have a chance to go on. Yeah, I think that you say it's the most successful one of our age, and I definitely agree with that. And I think it's pretty hard to compare generation to generation, but this is such an ambitious and extreme series to have all of these moving parts and have them all coming together at one thing that I have to, I mean, you gotta say it's the best movie franchise ever. I mean, Disney couldn't even pull off writing three star Wars movies in succession. (laughs) Like I think that, I think that the MCU is just such a feat of its own that I kind of find it hard to compare to other movie series just because it's its own entire beast. And I mean, I guess a couple of different studios have tried to replicate it, but they don't they don't even get into phase one before giving up. I mean, DC tried to do it. A couple other studios have toyed with the idea of doing a cinematic universe for other series, but they don't have the the ability to do it, and Marvel's been able to do it, and it's been done for it's done been done well for such a long time. I'll be curious to see if they can continue it after Endgame and see if that really if the hype continues to stay as high as it is, or if Endgame is kind of the the peak of what they've built. I mean, definitely everything Mark said basically summed it up, but just undoubtedly, like, this has never been done before, and I don't think anyone can repeat what they've done. Um, Like he said, DC tried it, and just in general, like, it's insane that this even worked for so long, and that people like us have remained interested for 10 plus years. I mean, they keep making pretty good movies. I don't think any of them are exceptionally bad. So, I mean, if they've, they've done it almost, what, 23, 24 times now, and they've all been, you know, at least decent uh, films. So I think that's pretty insane. And uh, the fact that, um, unlike Star Wars, like Mark said, they've had at least one person, uh, Kevin Feige, keeping it, you know, like in the linear 
format and having a complete story from beginning to end. And even if they didn't, at least they kept it, you know, canical and everything like that and kept the timeline all in one thing. And I don't remember any big like retconning that they've had to do with any of the movies, like switch up the timeline or anything because it didn't work. Um, So shout out Kevin Feige. And also a woman who doesn't get enough credit. um, Her name's Sarah Finn. She is the casting director for like the whole MCU. I think she doesn't get enough credit because I don't think we would love these characters as much if they didn't have the actors, you know, playing them or actresses that these characters have. Like, I don't think we would love Captain America or Iron Man as much if it wasn't Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and things like that. So I think she deserves probably the biggest shout out of all for making us fall in love with these characters. Think about the pressure of having to cast Captain America and then turning around and having to do it again and again and again for all these other iconic superheroes that's that's intense and to me to me it's a little bit crazy is that it's scary as we move forward i don't want it to get diluted and obviously they've ventured a little bit into tv before but it wasn't like kevin defy didn't look it over with the daredevil uh franchise and stuff like that the uh defenders on netflix but now it's they're ghosting ahead and it's like they're saying it's integral to watch the Disney plus shows to like understand what's going on. And I think like, obviously like there's gotta be a breaking point where it's too much Marvel. But for me, at least I'm excited about these Marvel shows. I'm more of a TV fan than movie fan. So I would like spending more hours and getting more character development. But do you think going into TV and making it must watch is a mistake? look when we look back maybe 10 years from now i'm gonna go on a limb and say that it is because at this point precedent is the commitment you have to keep in order to keep up with the marvel movies is to either rent it or go to the theater on one occasion and see it i think it takes a lot more time or i mean it does it it for a fact takes more time to watch a series than it does to watch a single movie but i think that that's gonna uh ask more of the fan base than I think some are going to be willing to give. And I may be wrong, but I have a feeling that it's switching the culture from, Oh, we're going to, what's this season's Marvel movie? Since at this point they pretty much release two or three every year and turning it into, Oh, I got to continually keep up with these shows, but that might just be me. But I think that it's going to ask more, of fans when it's already ambitious enough that they're asking them to watch 20 movies before watching Endgame, even though yeah. they're able to pull that off. I think adding in these series as well is that's another whole step. Yeah, and I know it. I honestly have thought about it, and I was thinking maybe this. Obviously, it's not great for because studios are losing their money right now, and it will probably change development for a long time. Obviously things have gotten pushed back, but I was thinking, I was like, it's probably a good break from Marvel movies and just the Marvel franchise. So when these, I know we have like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision and Loki, I think are the first three up on Disney plus. And I think this break will be good for people if it gets pushed back at all. And uh, Black Widow got pushed back. So maybe people will be excited, but I'm not sure how long it can go with, requiring people but we'll see if they stick to the idea of making people need to watch the tv shows i'd agree with mark and before i go off on that little tangent i'd have to agree with you connor that 
I think, well, obviously this coronavirus is terrible. I'm not saying that it's good in any way, but I think this little breath of fresh air from like Marvel movies uh, after Endgame and like Spider-Man Far From Home is like just really refreshing to have just because, I don't know, I feel like it's like how much Marvel content can I consume in a year before I get tired of it? And obviously it seems to be never ending because I still love these films, but at some point people are going to get tired of this of this franchise. I don't know when that point is because I'm not tired of it. So I doubt anyone else is as many times as I've seen these films and watched the shows and everything like that. So I think that this little break that we're having is actually refreshing. And I think it's going to be uh, more inviting to people, but I'd have to agree with Mark. It's like, how much, how much time is Marvel asking you to commit to their universe to actually understand what's going on? Um, like Mark said, you basically have to go to the theater at least three times a year to understand what's going on for the next movie, uh, you know, every time. So it's like, how much are they asking of you to sit down and watch 50 plus hours of a series to understand what's going on in the next movie? Or is it just kind of going to be like the the Netflix shows where it's like Daredevil, like you don't need to watch Daredevil to know what's going to happen in Iron Man 4 or you know what I mean like whatever yeah. movie they would come up with next so I'd have to agree with Mark there that I mean I'm excited with for these shows but I don't think that they should have significant impact into like the MCU film franchise yeah and I know I I worded this question interestingly I would say in the email I sent you about do you think like we'll talk about Marvel movies at least for my dad and parents, I've been around talk about like Western movies, like how they were great and how they loved them, but I've never been a Western fan. So I kind of wonder like if our kids will understand like the cultural impact Marvel movies had on our generation and if it'll still be going, which obviously I feel like we have a little bit of doubt, but it would be awesome if it still was. I was just going to say, I feel like during our kids time, there has to be a reboot within some point i don't think the same from iron man one to like our kids are born will be the same timeline <laughs> that would be like 50 movies plus like i mean if they did that and it was still successful that would be insane but i feel like even by then i would start to lose interest and probably miss a couple of those movies if they were releasing them at the same rate that they're, re that they're releasing them now but i feel like like we said earlier nobody has ever done this before so I feel like the cultural impact on us even as like a kid I remember just loving these movies and even now just like still loving them just as much or even more now that I can understand like the adult references and all the little you know jokes and comments they include in the movies when you rewatch them as you're older so I feel like I love them even more now so I feel like we'll definitely talk about them in high regard you know when we're like 60 years old talking about movies as our parents do yeah and i feel like a lot of things have turned into like making franchises and i know we're like in that peak tv stage where a lot of tv is being made right now i think we have it's 500 or 600 like scripted shows were supposed to come out this year which obviously that's changed now since COVID 19 but that was like the most we've ever had and i think like we'll have franchises probably have huge franchises with our kids around but i don't i think it'll be hard to explain that this long of a run happened and that that many people went to go see these movies. Yeah. I think you'd have to, the only way they'd believe it is if it's replicated in a different form. I mean, if the reason why I would think that Marvel movies or superhero movies aren't going to always forever be the, the top dominator in film 
is that something else is going to come along and dethrone it. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I think of it. And that I feel like the only way that anybody will really, looking back to this era, will believe that so many movies were all put together in a cohesive timeline. The only way they'll believe that is if there's another 20-plus movie set detailing the, I don't know, the, the battle in a medieval world. Like, I don't know. Like, whatever, whatever they decide, I feel like that's the only way they could believe it because it is incredible what has been pulled off. But we've kind of already covered that. But it is worth restating. So we can talk about our favorite MCU movie. I would say up there for me is got to be Thor Ragnarok. I'm not sure if it's my favorite, but it's it's surprisingly up there. And after rewatching the after rewatching all of them after like this two and a half weeks, it's still up there for me. And obviously, Endgame is an easy pick, but I just I'm glued to the TV for Thor Ragnarok every second and i think i'm gonna pick it just because it's the most it's more superhero-y than endgame is endgame is it's not a big superhero film which is actually why i really like it but i'm gonna go with thor ragnarok well i'm gonna go with two i already mentioned one spider-man homecoming i really enjoyed that movie uh it's actually one of my when it comes to villains i feel like he's one of my favorite even if you don't really like he's not like the Joker or something like he's not like some famous villain that's carried on through time, but I just thought that his motivation and his depth was really good. So that's another reason why I like it just to throw it in there. But I also really enjoyed Dr. Strange. I thought Dr. Strange was a great movie. I thought the effects were insane. It was a crazy movie. I thought that Benedict Cumberbatch as this like know-it-all, not very likable protagonist (laughs) was really funny. And I thought his solution to beating, uh, I think it was Dormammu uh, yeah. at the end, was really satisfying. It, it's the kind of dumb thing that like my siblings would come up with when talking about these movies. Like, why did they do this or this or this? And, but in the case of this movie, he did do that and just kind of broke the game in order to win. And I thought it was very entertaining. And there are a couple others I could shout out, but those are two that, when I'm looking at the list here, really pop off to me as my favorites. I'd have to say I'm going to really have a hot take. I think Thor Ragnarok is the best superhero movie ever made. Oh, wow. Ooh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't. Thor, I love Thor. the MCU. Sorry. I love the MCU, but I, I still have the Dark Knight as my first. Yeah, I'm the same here. I knew you guys were going to say that after <laughs> I said that. But I'm telling you, Thor Ragnarok, I could talk about this movie for the whole podcast. Like, we could have a whole <laughs> podcast just about how much I love Thor Ragnarok. Like <laughs> this movie just encapsulates like everything I love with life. Just like it, like it just says like, like arena fights. Like you don't Chris even ben understand <laughs> how much I eye. love Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> like I would literally die for this movie. Okay. Oh my gosh. This movie is, it's like not even, it might be, in my top five, not even superhero movies, just movies in general, like ever. Wow. Okay, the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston is like the best that I've ever seen it. Like those two characters and Thor Ragnarok, like this playing off each other is insane. Plus the script that like Watiti wrote, um, his own character, Korg, like literally the cinematography, like the colors just like pop on the screen. It literally looks like a comic book, like how you want 
like a comic book movie to look on screen with like the greens and everything. And then, oh my goodness, Jeff Goldblum as the grandmaster. Like, can this movie get any better? They got my man Jeff <laughs> Goldblum to make an appearance <laughs> for this movie. I, I could just talk about this movie for hours. The score, they had Hans Zimmer who did like Back to the Future like just so many amazing elements in this movie. Like it's just literally insanity how good this movie is. I don't know. Like it, it's just held in such high regard to me. And the plot is like amazing. I like how they like threw in like the Thor's younger sister, I guess older sister type thing. And then like the twist where Hulk pops up and you haven't seen Hulk in like forever it's just insane to me. Like, I can't even just say any more about this movie, like a thousand out of 10, like wow. one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I'm not exaggerating. I swear. I, I love Thor Ragnarok. Well, I don't think you're exaggerating. Given the other <laughs> things <you've said. laughs> yeah. Well, that, that definitely shocked like, me. I saw Thor Ragnarok in theaters, not even expecting, like I've never liked Thor as a character. I came out, mm-hmm. I was like, and this was actually the first MCU movie that my girlfriend had ever seen. And I took her with me to see it. And I was like, eh, you might not like it, babe. Like Thor is kind of a lame character. And she came out and she was like, that movie was so good. Like, I love the MCU now. Like I need to watch them all and like everything like that, which she actually just recently this year watched them all during all this. Uh, she finally got around to it with me. But yeah, it, like that movie literally made her like it. Man, I just cannot. I watched, I rewatched it the other day for like the thousandth time, and it just still like put a smile on my face. I, I just, I, I can't see you right now, Christian, but I, I'm your voice. I, I can ear, tell dude. you're smiling. <laughs> like you guys know what I look like, so you can see my big dumb face just smiling this whole time. The scene that gets me every time, though. I'm sorry, I'm talking way too much during this, but. The scene that gets me, okay, Anthony Hopkins, he plays Odin. The second scene in Thor Ragnarok is when Thor goes back to Asgard, and this acting is phenomenal. Let me tell you, when Anthony Hopkins is playing himself, playing Loki, imitating himself, okay, do you understand this? So the part that when Thor goes back to Asgard and the whole time it's actually been Loki, you know, because in Thor 2, everybody thinks Loki dies, but he's really just Odin now. Like, he's mm-hmm. Odin. The guy who plays Odin is playing himself, imitating... No, playing himself, playing Loki, imitating himself. Do you understand this This uh, triple entendre of acting, okay? And he just plays it so well. Man, I could just go on forever, so I'm just going to stop. But my goodness, Thor Ragnarok, the best. Well, I didn't expect uh, to hear so much emotion from your so when voice you, there about Thor. When you were talking about Thor Ragnarok earlier and Korg, like I literally sprung up. Like my body, <laughs> my soul came back to my body. Yeah, so I, I think an interesting thing before we move on to the draft real quick. I'm not sure if an MCU movie is in my top three superhero films. I think I would have Dark Knight at number one and then I would go an animated film, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That is a great movie. I, I do enjoy that movie. I, I'm glad you guys have seen it because I was scared if you guys have it because I, I would be like, go watch it immediately. Oh, heck no. And if there's any like- listeners that haven't seen it, like this is like comic books off the page. The animation's great. The animation style is just lovely to me. And I like Miles. I... This is this is dorky. I'm about to say, but I named my car Miles after uh, Miles Morales and Spider-Man. So we we'll just leave it at that. 
But I, I'm not going to talk anymore because I went on like a 10 minute tangent that you could probably <laughs> cut out like half of it. So I'm just not going to say anything else about any other superhero. Movie. <laughs> All right. Moving forward, we have the Marvel fantasy football draft. We've, we've done one fantasy football draft due to the Pirates of the Caribbean on an earlier episode. And so basically we'll be drafting a QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end and a kicker. These players don't have to work well together because it's a fantasy squad. So you can have villains on your team that would definitely not go well with a hero. And basically the only guideline is that we can have the same people. So that is it. So who's your first pick, Christian? Well, it's not Thor. Okay, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> a little shocking, to be honest. My, my first pick would have to be um, Spider-Man for wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had him up there on my board. <laughs> oh, that is... Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's basically self-explanatory. I like really don't even have to say anything. He's agile, fast. He has literally spider sense. So like he could literally catch the ball before you even throw it. Basically. Well, I, was, I was thinking he could, you know, send out his web slingers. Well, that, that's, oh, that's so it can have abilities too. I, yeah. You can I mean, use your abilities. Heck, then even that. But yeah, just basically self-explanatory. So I'd have to take him for a wide receiver. I'm a little upset. I was thinking I was going to outsmart you guys, but obviously that didn't happen. I was like, no one's going to think of the web slingers with Spider-Man, but I don't know why I thought that. So what about you, Mark? Yeah. Um, so given that this is a fantasy draft, you can't start with a quarterback, even though I've got some quarterbacks I really like. You got to go running back or wide receiver. And so I'm going to go with uh, the guy who I have at the top of my board as far as running backs are concerned, because I had a struggle pinning down a lot of these people as running backs. So I'm going to go with T'Challa or the Black Panther as my running back. I think that he's got the great size. He's both strong and agile. I think that he's the kind of running back you give the ball to a lot in your offense. And so he'll rack up a lot of points. He'll catch some passes as well. And we all know that if you're, you're playing in those uh, PPR leagues that he'll be able to catch passes as well. And he, he's kind of an every down back. He's got the endurance for it. And I think that He's the kind of guy who can give you at least 20 points week in and week out. and He's the kind of guy that consistently you want on your fantasy team. And if he's got that suit, that like the more people that tackle him, actually the worse. Because <laughs> he gets to like reuse that energy. So I, I think that's a great pick. Very for, Derrick Henry-esque. Yes. <laughs> but, for, but for me, I'm going to go a villain. And I'm going to go running back as well. I'm going to go with Thanos. I think he's got the grit. He's, he's big bodied. And I, I think he's obviously, he couldn't have the infinity gauntlet on his hand because that would be too unfair. But just, just him naturally is so overpowered. And I, I think he's a little, obviously he's crazy. We, we can all admit that, uh, wanting to wipe out half the population for so-called peace so i think he's got that thing in his head where he doesn't care and he's going to get what he wants so that would be my pick for running back so for you christian who's your second pick i'm gonna go with uh running back as well i'm gonna go with ant-man uh i'm gonna go with ant-man because uh he can shrink down to small sizes so you'll never even see him coming uh he could also shrink the football with him uh he's tiny he's elusive you literally can't see him He's literally, I feel like 
most of our characters like it's hard to explain because they're basically self-explanatory if you've seen these movies but yeah he's small elusive uh he's fast he can shrink you'd never even see him coming so that's i'm gonna do ant-man for he, he can go oversized too which is true i, I was thinking about picking him for like tight end because it seemed like i mean i don't see anyone get past him as a blocker and then a pass catcher that is true but, so what about you mark with my second pick, you got to go one of those two positions again. And I'm going to bite the bullet. And although this is a lame pick, I'm going to go with Captain Marvel. Because, I mean, think about it. She is so powerful that who's going to stop her? And I say it's boring because of how powerful she is. Yeah. But, you know, that's the kind of wide receiver you want, though. She, she's, not like, she, she's not going to cause too much of a mess in her locker room. But you also got to throw it to her all the time. Because if you're not putting the ball in her hands, then you're not utilizing your offense to its best of ability. So I think that she's the kind of person that gets over 15 targets in a game. You know, you're kind of like your Michael Thomas. And, and she kind of can just do it all. She's fast. She's strong. She, she can go. I imagine she can go up for a ball or she can dash past players. So another person who will rack up points week in and week out. Yeah, totally. I actually, I, I knew one of you guys would pick her since she is so overpowered and stuff. So I just left her off my draft board because even if she was there, which she was for my first pick, I was like, I don't want to pick her. I don't like her character enough. Uh, I think my, my fantasy name would be some slight probably at Captain Marvel. I haven't <laughs> thought about a fantasy name, but it would definitely be a slight at her and whatever team she played for. So I'll probably go running back again. And I'll go a hefty pick with Hulk. Obviously, he's a literal monster. I mean, you might have some problems with Banner sometimes not getting the Hulk to come out. But if that's not an issue ever, I think the Hulk and Thanos as a duo running back on my fantasy team with hopefully they're on different teams so they can both get like 20 points easily every weekend. But I don't think there's many people that are going to be tackling Hulk a lot and when he gets angry man he gets angry and I, I think he's gonna pound like he's a third down running back and first and goal third and fourth and goal I'm going for it with Hulk in my backfield and I think that'll hopefully bring in points for my fantasy team all right Christian who's your third pick all right I'm gonna go with Stan Lee with quarterback <laughs> there you go okay uh let me give you the reasoning now this dude is a living legend Okay, let me tell you, he's basically Jesus of the MCU. He's even in the movies, so that's how I know I can pick him. Um, he, he can break the fourth wall, so this dude knows what plays are happening before they even happen. Um, and even if they do happen, he can just rewrite it, okay? He literally created these. <laughs> um, so, you know, he already knows what's going to happen. Um, he's a great leader. Um, he is old, though, but uh, you know what that means. Not many off-the-field antics. Okay, he's not going to be getting into any bar fights or any, you know, club antics, anything like that. He's just going to be, you know, sitting at home, taking care of his wife, doing all that good stuff, eating grits. Uh, so there's not going to be, you know, too much problems off the field. Um, living legend. He's not very fast or elusive. He's not a first ballot either. He's kind of like Eli, you know, he's up there. He's probably got an even record. But when you don't we, want to get on that topic with Connor. <laughs> but, when, uh, but when the game comes down to it, we could always give it to the man Stan, all right? And we trust him with the ball. I, I'm shocked by that pick. I like your reasoning. I love it. And, and I'm going to, I guess, 
since I'm a Packers fan, I'll go a Packers comp. And I, he reminds me of Bart Starr just because anytime I've seen Bart Starr, he's been an old man. Anytime I've seen Stanley, he's been an old man. So I guess that'll be your that comp. That is some flawless logic. Thank I you. can't even imagine Stanley <laughs> as like a young person. Like he's always, he was born an old man. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> All right. So your third pick, Mark. All right, well, I'm going to go with another wide receiver. And I think on the same team, would be, they'd be pretty fun. But obviously, this is fantasy. And I'm going to go with Vision. I think he's another guy who has a lot of the same traits as Captain Marvel. Uh, I think he's pretty composed. He's the kind of guy you want to throw to on a third down. And he's going to, he's going to get a bunch of chunk yardage. I don't know if he's as much of a touchdown guy. But I think he gets so many yards in a game just because – He's he's the guy who's gonna get run himself open, get you a first down. That you got to look at him in almost every play, and so that's gonna result with him getting a lot of catches, lots of yards, and I think that's just another reliable player because that's something I value my fantasy team is knowing that I can have a base of players who I know will get me points week in and week out, and then I can scour the waiver wire to see if I can pick up the guy of the week who might explode. Uh, you know, your your Jay Ajayi of three or four years ago. That's a pretty dated reference, but but you get what I mean. Yeah. People would be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I I totally agree with that pick. I I wasn't sure what I was gonna use vision for. I was like, he's he's obviously has amazing powers and he could be used well, but I ended up actually in my draft board, I put him down as a kicker for some reason. I was like, he seems like he would be a good kicker. My my kicker arrangement is really weird. <laughs> I got That's some a- really bizarre guys it was definitely the hardest thing once once we pick kickers i assume people pick those later down but it it was hard to think of a kicker to be honest with you so for my third pick he's a wide receiver for obvious reasons his name's quicksilver he's gonna stretch the field so easily for every (laughs) single team he's super fast the only worry is can the ball keep up with him so we're gonna have to have a qb that can find a way to keep up with him but i think He's someone that probably doesn't get a lot of short yardage throws. So he could be kind of a boomer bust guy where if he, you know, there are obviously a safety, he's going to be double covered. I think every time, at least he should be, but I think he's got that chance to be one of those wide receivers that has a hundred yards and like a touchdown and plays like that. And I think he's got extreme boom potential every single week. All right, I'm going to go with uh, a kicker uh, so nobody takes this guy. I'm going to go with Hawkeye as oh. my kicker. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that was going to be my QB. Yeah, same here. Adam is my quarterback. I'm going to go with Hawkeye, okay, because he's a sharp shooter. All right? He's, he's going to uh, win us games when we're down, you know, uh, when there's two to three minutes left in a game. Uh, I'd say he's definitely at least averaging 20 points a week. All right. That's, that's right. You heard me. <laughs> uh, basically any time that we get the chance, even maybe even on a third down, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it's like, if it's like third and 25, like we might as well just let Hawkeye kick a field goal. Cause I mean, this dude is like Justin Tucker times two. He's probably making 80 to 90 yard field goals. Why did I say goals field goals, you know, week in and week out. He's not boomer bust. He's boom every time. He never misses. I don't think I've ever seen this man miss, not even once. Uh, so he's definitely not like Chris Boswell of uh, <laughs> ago. I'm a little upset. 
I can't believe I was about to take Hawkeye as my quarterback, and he got taken before me as a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was actually going Hawkeye next, too, but as my QB. So Christian's just throwing curveballs at us. <laughs> yeah, I, he was about to be the guy under center for me, and now he's kicking field goals for you. All right, well, I'm going uh, to have to adjust. I got another quarterback in mind, and I'm going to take him here because I think this is a good place to take him. I'm going to go with Loki. I think Loki would be a great quarterback. He's the kind of guy who is really good at reading a defense and is not prone to, you know, really caving at any point in time. I mean, sure, he loses every now and then, but he's the kind of quarterback that's going to put up a lot of points, even in games he loses. And that's the kind of quarterback you want. Like Matthew Stafford, one of the best fantasy football quarterbacks for the most part because he just lights up the scoreboard every single week, even when they lose. And I think Loki's that kind of guy that he's going to blow up that stat sheet week in and week out. And I think he'd be a nasty quarterback to have on your offense if you were thinking of this from your actual football team perspective. Yeah, I agree. And Loki's honestly one of the best villains from my perspective in Marvel. Yeah. And that is honestly one of the shows I'm really looking forward to is Loki's show. So I, I do like the pick. And I'm going to go QB2 here since we got some QBs off the board. I'm going to go Captain America. Obviously, he's just an athlete in general. He's got that serum in him, and he's a leader. I know that doesn't apply to fantasy, but he's got the will to win. And he's that guy that might even have, like, a bad first half, and you'd be like, man, Captain America's not getting me points. And, like, what is he doing? And you're like – refreshing your phone or you're at the bar and you're like come on man like do some stuff but I think he's someone that no matter what in the fourth quarter he's going to get you like double digit fantasy points and just like boost your team up so that's why I'm going to go with him and also I think he'd be hard to tackle honestly I think he'd be pretty elusive under center as well yeah yeah I agree okay I'm going to go with Heimdall for my wide receiver uh, this man's is Idris Elba, okay? Uh, this dude is athletic. He's literally a straight beast. This dude has, like, storms in his eyes, okay? So that tells you how upset this man gets on the field. I think he'd be effective <laughs> with Stan Lee. Since Stan can't throw the ball too much, um, you know, we'd be running that dink and dunk offense a lot. Um, and I think Idris Elba would have a lot of yards after the catch. All right, we'd probably throw, like, a five- to seven-yard pass to uh, Heimdall, and then, you know, he'll break out. Um, definitely boomer bust though. I, he's definitely athletic, but I haven't seen him. You, I haven't seen like his speed or acceleration, anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'd have to do Heimdall for my second wide receiver. Christian, I think your team so far is that team that you like, you're at your fantasy draft with your friends and you're <laughs> like, this team sucks. I can't wait. till he's on, like I play him. You're like, man. And then you're mad. Someone else got to play you twice, but then somehow you end up being a good fantasy squad. I, that's the vibes I'm getting from your fantasy team. Like it's a boomer bust squad and somehow makes it far into the playoffs is really <laughs> yeah, what I'm vibing yeah. with. It's like these players don't make sense, but they, they end up working. All right. What about you, Mark, for your fifth pick? Okay. Well, I got to figure out, uh, I think I'm going to go tight end here because I'm not overly enthused about any of the running backs on the board. So I'm going to go with the tight end and I could pick, a guy still on the board, that'd be obvious, but I'm going to go with one I like better. I'm going to go with Groot. I think Groot would be a great tight end. I think that uh, 
I was toying with another guy, but Groot has got the character. He's got that. Uh, he he kind of gives me that George Kittle vibes. He he's great at blocking, but that adds to his threat as a receiver because he can go into a route thinking you're you're thinking he's going to block, and then he'll peel off, and then he can take it down the field for thirty yards just because it's there's no one around him because they thought he was a blocker. And you know, got great character, really consistent, and you know he's willing to take some hits for the team and that results in him seeing the ball more man that is that's upsetting i had group Groot as my tight end i wanted as well but you know you've got to change in your fantasy draft sometimes and maybe maybe i'll get lucky and be able to trade for him halfway through the year or something yeah maybe he'll be struggling and then i could get my hands on him but i'm gonna go with a i guess maybe a weirder pick for my tight end. I mentioned him as an underrated character earlier. His name's Korg. He's made of rocks. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just I just think he's a great energy booster probably to have on any team. He seems resilient. He's trustworthy. Probably will have some of the most hilarious mic'd up moments on the uh the Marvel NFL <laughs> YouTube videos. So that's why I'm gonna go with him. And I I think he's a boomer bust guy. Obviously, tight ends a lot of times are boomer bust generally depending on how many touchdowns they they get that week all right so you're down to two more picks christian who will be your sixth pick um i'm actually gonna go with uh ned from spider-man as my tight end okay let me tell you about ned all right i know y'all are sitting there probably laughing thinking what what about ned makes him so compelling that christian would pick him as a tight end all right let me tell you this guy is basically like Tony Gonzalez reincarnated, okay? He's a bigger guy, all right? Um, he's kind of like a – who is that? Uh, his name is drawing a blank. The uh, Chargers tight end that played for a very long time. Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Yeah, he's like an Antonio Gates, all right? He's a bigger guy, uh, but he could go up there and grab it, all right? He's not the most athletic person, but I want a big guy out there on the field. Uh, we could use him, you know, more as a lineman or a blocker for our running backs. Um, so I'd have to go with Ned as my tight end. You're just shocking me over and over <laughs> again, to be honest with you. I think I'm a little speechless with the Ned pick, to be honest. But I, I like Ned. He's a cool guy. I think he's a boomer bust guy as well. But good interview. I'm sure he's a good interviewee as well. The media would like him. The media would like him. I don't know if that's going to affect your fantasy score, though, unless we're playing in a really weird fantasy <laughs> Hey, I mean, okay, we're going to win in fantasy, but we're going to also win the hearts of the media, okay? <laughs> that should be the name of your team, something like, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, I got to pick a running back. And so I'm going to go with another Guardian of the Galaxy, and I'm going to go with Drax. I think Drax is kind of like a Derrick Henry, more so than T'Challa in the fact that he runs with a head full of steam. And the further he runs the harder it is to bring him down. And so he, he's a downhill runner, if you will. And I think that he's also on a team that is going to give him the ball a lot because they know that he's going to break out eventually. And that's the kind of – I already have my consistency with T'Challa, and I think Drax is going to have breakout games throughout the year. Some games it's just not going to work, but other games he's going to go off and score several touchdowns and have over 100 yards, and that's the kind of guy you want to have on your team. Yeah, I had him as a running back as well, and I thought I would probably end up picking him because I thought someone might pick 
Hulk earlier, but since I got Thanos and Hulk, I was satisfied. But Drax, I think, he seems someone, when I was thinking through him, I was like, he doesn't seem scared about, like, concussions or anything. Not at all. He seems like he would get a concussion and be like, let's go play some more football. So I don't think you're ever going to get an injury report scare from Drax at all. So for my sixth pick, I wanted Black Panther as a wide receiver. So go with the most similar thing I can go with in Killmonger. Yeah. So basically same reasons. uh, When he's got that stuff in his body, he's extremely strong. He's extremely fast. I think pretty smart, obviously. He doesn't care about pain with all those marks he makes on himself from killing people. And that's why I'm going to go with him as my wide receiver. And I think he can get tons of points. And, I, and I, I just, he's a trusted pick for me. So Christian, you've got Spider-Man at wide receiver, Hemdale at wide receiver, Stanley at QB, Ned at tight end, Hawkeye at kicker, and then Ant-Man at running back. So you need one more running back. And can I, can I guess who you're going to pick? You can guess, sure. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You've you've gone out there so far, so I'm gonna go out there. Is is it by chance Aunt May? It is not Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it, it then? Is not Aunt May. All right, my last pick is uh, gonna be Nick Fury for running back. All right, this dude is literally a veteran leader. Okay, this dude leads Shield. Um, I see him as a similar to like Ty Montgomery or LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, Devontae Freeman, somebody like that. Um, You know, a veteran running back knows how to lead the team. Isn't the entire leader of the team, though, but he's definitely a team captain. Um, He's strong-willed. He's determined. He's not the most agile or elusive back, so he could maybe be used as like a third down back or some uh, third and change down back, Um, maybe even type like a fullback type thing. But, yeah, I'd have to go with Nick Fury. All righty. So, Mark, you've got Black Panther at running back, Drax at running back, Captain Marvel and Vision at wide receiver, Loki at QB, and Gru at tight end. So, who's going to be your kicker? Um, so, my last two picks were Groot and Drax. And you know what? I'm going to make my kicker another Guardian of the Galaxy because why not? <laughs> I'm going to go with Rocket Raccoon. I think he'll be a great kicker. I don't really have too much of an explanation why he's really good at random things and i think kicking is one of them and i think he i I also think that he is cool under pressure and so he'll be able to hit some good field goals every game and i I don't know i i don't really have a good reasoning why any of these players would be good kickers outside of hawkeye but he was going to be a quarterback so yeah all i got here is a rocket raccoon yeah the kicker is definitely a difficult position i i think christian's Definitely snagged the best kicker somehow, even though we wanted him at QB. <laughs> but I think Rocket Raccoon has the personality of a kicker, too. I could see that. He seems like he'd be good at smack talk, too. Some, you know, yelling at the sideline after making a game-winning field goal, for sure. So on my team, I've got Thanos and Hulk at running back. Quicksilver and Killmonger at wide receiver. Korg at tight end. Captain America at QB. And then for my kicker, I'm going to go with Ultron. Ultron's a robot, obviously. So I think for my understanding of robots is that they can do repeated things over and over again at a high rate. So I assume he can figure out how to manage to kick field goals and be very good at field goals. 
So I think he's going to get a lot of points for me, hopefully. And the, I guess the only thing we have to worry about in this league is defense is stopping the offensive players. So how many times will actually there will be 50-yard uh, field goals happening in this league? But as we wrap things up, one question for each of us will be, who is your boom slash bust player? I know that's a super important player on fantasy teams that you just need them to hit on the right weeks. So for you, Christian, who's a boom bust guy that has the chance of like doing amazing for certain weeks and then being awful the next week? Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Fury for my running back because as I stated earlier, he's not exactly, you know, the most agile or uh, quickest guy out there. Um, but he could definitely rack up some points in certain situations. Uh, I think he'd be good, like I said, for a couple players like a dink and dunk offense or, you know, yards after after the catch. If we throw him out there, you know, playing a little bit of receiving type, you know, like a Le'Veon Bell type back or something like that. So that's definitely my boomer bust pick. What about you, Mark? Uh, I think kind of like I said when I drafted him, Drax is probably my boomer bust. I, I think there are going to be weeks where he's just going to get stifled. He's not the smartest guy. So if a defense comes at him with something that, you know, throws him off his game, I'm sure he won't get a lot of yardage every now and then when a defense does that. But other weeks, you know, sometimes a physical running back just has his way on a defense and they struggle to tackle. And I think that Drax can pop off for 30 points and, win me a couple games every few weeks with the cost of sometimes just laying an egg and not doing well the week after even. Yeah, I would say he definitely seems more of like a one-dimensional running back, which is good, but also bad at certain times. But for me, my boomer bust guys got to be Korg, I think. I think sometimes maybe he might be used as a tight end in the blocking scenarios for the that week's game plan for that specific team. But then other weeks he's going to – be getting touchdowns hopefully for me. So that that would be my boomer bust. So that's going to do it for episode nine of the Draft Zone. It was an awesome time having you guys on. Obviously, Marvel is super fun to talk about. So thank you guys for joining me on this. Yeah, of course. It was lots of fun, especially hearing uh, Christian get on his soapbox for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you so much, man, for inviting us. This is like I know a lot more about the MCU than the Pirates of the Caribbean. So this one was definitely, you know, a little bit more uh, thought provoking, but yeah, if, uh, if you stayed to listen all the way through this, if you're listening right now, go watch Thor Ragnarok and uh, <laughs> experience it with your eyes and you know, whatever senses you want to do. Yeah. So obviously if you haven't been convinced to watch Thor Ragnarok, I think Christian would be very upset. Not so, even convinced to watch it, to just, just to know it's in the top five superhero movies of all time, if not one of the best movies of all time. Well, I don't know how to follow up on that. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say either. My gosh, my love for that movie. Taika Watiti is supposed to direct a Star Wars movie like in the next coming years. So if it's as good as Thor Ragnarok, like my God, we're in for a treat. Totally. So that's going to do it <laughs> for episode nine. I'm sure... Christian could go on I don't know how long of a tangent about Thor Ragnarok but we're gonna have to cut him off here in episode nine of the draft zone today we drafted a Marvel fantasy football draft and thank you for coming on guys and thank you for listening <laughs>